you have that really loud ass mouse <laughs> with the old timey keyboard. So I could hear that you clicked. It's, it's not an old timey keyboard. It's actually a new timey. A new tiny keyboard. Well, your mouse is still aging. I haven't heard the keyboard. <laughs> it's not. It's the Logitech G502. Look that up. I also hear that you're coughing, so thank you for bringing <laughs> whatever contagious disease you have onto this podcast. Well, what's Valentine's Day if we're not sharing some, like... Germs? <laughs> microorganisms? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is the podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and sometimes even under the gaming table. I'm talking board games, tabletop games, those card game things that some people collect and get crazy with, like myself. But this is a special episode because it's episode 118. This is the Valentine's episode. And to make it a little less special, I have a less special guest. Stephanie Straw, the hideously beautiful inside and out person <laughs> of our hearts gaming community. Oh, okay, or that. Yeah, how are you doing, Stephanie? I am doing. I am doing okay. 2017 was rough for me, and I'm trying to rebound in 2018. I know it's a keeping it real answer because everyone's usually like, oh, "I'm great," but you know you can't ask that question and not expect an honest answer from me. But yeah, I am so glad that you're having me on the show. I was very excited when you said, "Do you want to do Valentine episode part two? And I was like, "Absolutely, yes." Yes, because for those that don't realize, last Valentine's, you came on and you shared magical stories about dating and whatnot, and I want to do the same thing again in a la tradition. Yeah. And hey, you're not alone. Just side note, 2017, roughest year of my life, too. Wow. I was actually worried about you because you, you've switched, because damn it, you've got cats <laughs> still in the background. They still haven't died in the last year. Did you just buy like 17 more? Yeah, there's this episode. 17. That was, I, thought, I thought it was a good number. I was going to go 18, 19. Too much. Too much. Too yeah. much? Too much? Just 17 oh, new ones? So what's your grand total up to? Uh, 19. I just felt like 20 was tipping the hat. Oh my <laughs> goodness. But yeah, I've been worried about you because last time we spoke last year, you were doing quite a few podcasts. You were doing some uh, vlogging, some video. I don't know what the kids call it nowadays when you can actually see your face. Probably drugs. I don't know. No, I wasn't doing drugs, but I'm saying that's probably what the kids call okay, it. Okay, doing drugs. <laughs> just We'll just edit, edit that out because it makes it sound like I do drugs. No, I'm definitely keeping that in. <laughs> anyway, let's stop judging you, Stephanie. Thinner. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing now compared to last time? What has happened in the last year? Because you weren't even doing Renegade Games last no. year. No. Yeah. Literally the tipping point, I think, was doing this episode. That was kind of when sort of a bunch of things happened, you know, that were not great kind of all at once. You're welcome because <laughs> that this podcast is that big of a deal. It's that kind of catalyst. We make things happen. It's a mover and a shaker. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. People report that when they're a guest on our show, they have record sales for the week that they appear on our show. Not even kidding. And so I'm the opposite, yeah. But keep on going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of things happen. So since then, I still went to a bunch of conventions, was still super busy, was very involved in the board game community, and still am. 
I've been doing actually a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of development stuff. I've been Ooh. kind of working on that. So a lot of that is like still blooming, blossoming, and will come to fruition soon. So you'll see my name on some boxes. Oh my. In 2018. So that's exciting. Yes. Can you give us any teasers or are you just going to leave it a mystery? Uh, we'll leave it We'll leave it a, little, a mystery for now. Since you work for Renegade Games, tell me that you are part of Clank Curse of the Mummy. It's the Clank, but now themed in delving into the mummy's temple. Woo-hoo. I am not. That is, they, you know, are, are working with another company on all the Clank stuff. So a lot of that I'm not involved in. I'm kind of working on some of the other stuff. Some like JLX Cavern stuff. Daniel Solis stuff, Kane Clanko. I'm working on some of their things. I love Kane Clanko. Yeah, he's really great. I'm working on a solo dice game that he's working on. How fitting that you should be working on a solo game because <laughs> that would lead into one of the questions I want to cover is it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Last time we checked in, you were single and we were telling us about some dating experiences. Let me digress. We'll get to your love life mm-hmm. later. I have some stories. <laughs> In fact, just so you know, I on the soundboard have uploaded this sound for any time that we talk about something, ooh, sexy. Hopefully that's not too inappropriate, but there you go. I love it. That's really good. But continue. I'm so sorry. So you're working on a solo game with Kane Klenko? Yes, a solo dice game that he's designing. Is it Fuse solo style? No, no. He he loves that universe, doesn't he? It's not totally different so far. Uh, theme can always change, but just working on getting it kind of solid right now at the moment. So you're just working on a whole bunch of projects, none of which you can really give us details on. You're just hinting that you're working behind the scenes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am still... Holy crap, Stephanie. You got an echo chamber of a room filled with your 21 million cats. And now you also have the creakiest ass chair I've ever heard (laughs) in the world. Why do I ever even associate myself with you in a situation where audio quality matters? My goodness. You know, professional podcasts levelate that stuff out. Okay. (laughs) Instead of just... All right. All right. Fair enough. I'll take it. It is really creaky. It needs like WD-40 or something. I don't know. Um, you're making my cat go crazy. She's like, absolutely. I do that with cats. She's just not having it right now. Cats love me. And they must know that I'm allergic to them. And that's why. Yes. And I actually love cats, but I don't have any because I'm allergic to them. So if you are allergic to cats, they usually absolutely adore you and want to be all over you all of the time, always and forever. No exaggeration, when I fall asleep at my father's house, his cat Maximus Flatimus falls asleep on my neck. He just likes to lie across my neck. Yeah, because he flatulates a lot. He's (laughs) the only cat we've ever known that audibly passes gas all the time. Can you play that sexy sound? (laughs) The (laughs) do-do-do-do. Maximus Flatimus farting all over the place. Mm, Yeah. Smells like tuna. In mouth guts. <laughs> That'll get you in the mood for sure. Um, so I, I am still working on some of my own projects. Whoa, you're going a solo designer? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I mean, that too, yes. But I still do want to do my own media stuff. Ah. Man, I would tell you the hardest part about that is picking the name. Well, let's think of some nicknames here. Do you have any nicknames? Stephanie. Stephanie? I mean, I've called you Steph. Yeah. 
There you go. You don't have any nicknames? Not like Stephanie Straws. Is there a pun we can make with straw? You know, uh, I don't know. Because it needs to say something about board games, right? Right. How about straw some board games? I mean. You love it. Yeah, it's, a, it's an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good suggestion, Alan. I'll take that into consideration. Have you leaned towards any real ones at all? Like Omni Gamer, Stuff Does Games, Stuff Does Stuff. So is this going to be a podcast? Is this going to be video? Or are YouTube, you just going to do the whole... YouTube, Twitch. I probably could podcast some too, but... Um... I mean, why would you? I've already got you covered. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I am still on onboard games. I, do, I just recorded an episode. I'm still host there. I just haven't been actively seeking out um, episodes. Employment? Yeah, employment. <laughs> That's also true. Main question is, yeah. are you happy? I know 2017 was rough for, it seems, almost everyone I talk to. I've yet to talk to someone where they say, 2017, best year ever. Oh my goodness. I mean, Hunter Shelburne seems to be doing pretty great at Steve Jackson Games. And his girlfriend asked him to marry her. That's true. So... But wasn't that in 2018? Was it officially? I feel like it was. It might have been officially 2018. You might have to get Hunter on the show and find out and ask him. Yeah, we'll have to verify that. And they met through board gaming. Wow. They would actually have been a better guest now that we talk about it. Yes, that's true. I think (laughs) they met through Steve Jackson Games. They're both employees there. Mm -hmm. Oh, scandal. Ariel, I couldn't help but notice how you roll those dice during our office breaks. <laughs> Will you marry me, Hunter? That's what Ariel sounds like. Yeah, that was it. That was, uh... Nailed it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Stephanie, answer the question. You doing better? Uh, I think I could be getting there, potentially. Give us yeah. the juice. What's going on? Yeah, you know, I'm. Uh, it's been a struggle financially. Aren't you a fire starter? You're a fire engineer. I am not as of a year ago. I'm not. Oh, you just lost your job. Yeah. Yeah. That is no more. It's funny because you say fire engineer. Most people just say arsonist. (laughs) Isn't it? It doesn't pay well all the time. You know, it's weird. (laughs) Right. No, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm not doing fire protection engineering anymore. And so, yes, that's financial hit, you know, there. I'm trying to figure some stuff out, though. Well, hopefully you'll make it huge in the board gaming industry and make so much money that you can even help your old friend, Alan Girding out. You know I would. Because that's how the board gaming industry <laughs> works. We're just rolling in the dough. Yeah, just rolling in it. And Play-Doh. <laughs> Speaking of rolling in it, let's talk about some romantic <laughs> stories for the Valentine's episode now that we're all cut up with you, Stephanie Straw. Here's what I have on the agenda. I have three individuals that sent audio in for this Valentine's episode. Two of them are together, and they're hoping to be knighted. So they're going to go from knaves to Tuesday nights if we choose to do so. And I brought along my proposal. Have you ever seen my proposal on YouTube? Oh, I thought you were like like marriage proposal to me. And I was like, mm, that could be awkward, but like I'm into it, I guess. You're into it? <laughs> Since you're already married to a lovely wife, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Stephanie. Happily married. Oh, jeez. This is getting awkward. Or is it? Anyways, I, this, this is why you should never give me any yeah. buttons whatsoever. That's your cat. That's your cat squeaky chair mechanical keyboard is those buttons. Yeah, proposal on YouTube. I have not seen it. Go on. Oh, do you even know how I proposed to my wife? Oh, I do. I do know that. 
Well, let me quiz you. How, smarty pants? Wasn't it via a card in Ascension? Yeah. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I love to play Ascension together. And I was playtesting a whole bunch of games for different companies. And I called her up and said, hey, you've got to come home. I've got a huge surprise for you. And it was the latest expansion for Ascension that wasn't even released out on the open market yet. It was under the guise of, we are hired to playtest the latest expansion of our favorite game. But the thing is, they want us to record it. So I set up the camera, filmed, and proposed a way. But let's rewind six months. I contacted the group at Gary Games at the time, now they're called Stoneblade Games, and said, I want to propose, can I do this? They said yes. They got their official artist at the time, Eric Sabi, to do a picture of myself and Crystal. I had hair at the time. So my picture has hair anyway. <laughs> and then I wrote the text for the card. Then they made a whole bunch of copies of it. And it's actually a card in the expansion. They made it a card that is functional within the game. But I was thinking maybe I can just steal and make our jobs easier in this episode and just play the video. But that's kind of lame because this is an audio podcast and you can't really see everything. So I thought maybe I should just hire someone to do some commentary. You want to hear it? I would love to hear it. Commentary on you proposing to Crystal with the Ascension card. Welcome back on this glorious Tuesday evening for the final round of the U.S. Open Table Proposals. The visually nervous boyfriend, Alan Gerting, approaches his term of ascension with an insurmountable lead. But winning isn't this player's goal. Oh no, his focus is solely on proposing to his girlfriend, Crystal. He has been training his girlfriend to draw the cards from the deck for months, reading the contents aloud. Next card, because I still have two runes to spend. This is the moment. Next card, please. She draws it. The gallery goes silent. Ring of Gerd. She reads the card. <laughs> Lifebound construct. <gasps> she gasps. What does it say? What is She that? notices the picture. Are you see- <laughs> He presents the ring. Will you marry me? <laughs> and there's a proposal, but no answer yet. Are you serious? No, it's a joke. Yes, I'm serious. Will she say yes? Oh my god! The gallery awaits. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! And there's the answer! He gets a yes from his now fiance, Crystal. The ring is presented, but she is not wearing it. The gallery hushes. Oh my god! She seems happy. <laughs> They kiss. You're so awesome. She compliments him. She grabs the card, but not the ring. She's looking at the card and not the ring. What does this mean? I love how you like the card more than the ring. Uh, (laughs) He lightly addresses it. She even read the flavor text. He asks her to read it. I can't read anymore. Because your tears. Oh no. Drama on the table. She's unable to read, visually impaired by the glorious tears running down her cheeks. Alan, gain (laughs) a heart. Never. Gain, oh, infinity? Yeah, it's supposed to be an infinity. Once in play, this card can never be discarded or banished. 
Crystal, life is but a game. As long as we have one another, we shall never lose. Not the best of readers, but in this emotional situation, we must allow credit for an unforgettable moment. And the ring is being placed on. It's official. She has said yes. The ring is now on. She says she loves him. We now leave this couple newly engaged. Congratulations, and join us next time for the U.S. Open Table Proposals. I'm Simon Tuesday Nigglesworth. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time. <laughs> that is uh, that is really, really sweet. You are super sweet. I would expect nothing less from you, to be honest. And that's what this whole podcast is. It's just a way of me to try to convince people that I'm a sweet guy. That you're awesome. Yeah. If you actually watch the video, you can see my face go from a normal human shade of flesh <laughs> to uh, what looks like a radish of beet red. <laughs> Aww. It's subtle. That's pretty cute. I also learned from watching that video that when I'm nervous, I smack my lips for no damn reason whatsoever. It's annoying That's as hell. That's interesting, yeah. So now if we're playing some social deduction game. Oh no, listen for the smacking. That's right. Speaking of smacking... <laughs> <laughs> that could go either way. <laughs> How's uh, your love life? What stories do you have to share? Uh, you know, I have some... I have you know, some secrets. We love secrets on this podcast. No one <laughs> listens to this thing but me anyway. Yeah, that's true. Lay it on me. So last last episode, and if you haven't listened to the episode, go listen to the episode. Don't like stop this one and then go listen to that one. Episode 69. Yeah. Just a coincidence. Nice. It was just a coincidence. I talked about going on a first date and I brought some board games and then he was kind of like not into it, right? Right. And then I talked about someone that was into it. So I kind of, I, I gave like a couple of scenarios and I remembered, I don't, did I tell you about the time that someone made a board game for me? No. Ooh la la. So I was in, <laughs> I was in college, <laughs> 2003. Uh, yeah, I was in college and I was dating this person. They'd been my boyfriend for quite a while now. And it was Valentine's Day. So this is why it's really funny that I didn't tell this story. It was Valentine's Day. So naturally we had like a dinner planned. We did dinner with friends. We did dinner with friends and kind of went back to his place and had like dessert and stuff. <laughs> dessert. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was like strawberry shortcake or something. Really oh. tame. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's tame. Okay. Um, and so again, so this is like early 2000s. So this is really before my big foray into what I would call the hobby board gaming, which didn't happen until 2006. Really quick. What game got you into board gaming? I learned Settlers of Catan at a convention in St. Louis. So Settlers of Catan? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, you just heard, by the way. Sold to Asmo Day. I did. I did. Well, Mayfair is sold, but I think Catan Studio was already part of Asmo Day, I guess, a couple of years ago. Oh, I right? didn't even know that. I thought Mayfair still owned Catan, but apparently. They split. No wonder why they sold to Asmo Day. Bye, Mayfair Games. <laughs> 
They're still going to make games. They're just going to be part of Asmodee. Sorry. Buy independent Mayfair games. <laughs> Getting back to your story. Yeah, my boyfriend. We've been going out, like I said, for like quite a while. And uh, he... What's his name? Let's let's shame this guy. Michael Munton is his name. You didn't have to give his full name. You just go by Michael. Michael? Sorry. Just Michael. How do you spell his last name? <laughs> he lives in Virginia, probably. Um, he made this sort of like roll and move type game. So it's like Monopoly-esque, but... It... Roll and move. <laughs> it had... <laughs> All right, sorry. Damn it, Alan. It had things that we would do once we got to a certain part on the board. We would like give each other a hug or tell a joke or stuff like that. I think I remember like a kind of semi-racy, like it was like, give me a kiss or something like that on the board game. And it was adorable and I absolutely loved it. And I slept with him. (laughs) (laughs) That was the night? That was... Sorry, wait, wait. This is when it's actually legitimate. (laughs) And that was the first time for us board games made it happen. (laughs) But you figured he went through all this effort to make this board game. This is a keeper. That's all it takes, really, Alan. I just want someone to make me board games. There's the lesson. No, but seriously, I want to know how quality this is. Was it just a folded out paper towel with some Sharpie written on it? Or did he go full-blown game crafter, made digital files, submitted them to a prototype printer, and actually had custom dice? What is the range of quality here? No, not nothing like, nothing quite like that. But he did put definitely effort into it. There were printed things. He, like, made his own pawns and stuff like that, so... But it was a little homemade. Do you still have this game? I don't, because I didn't, uh... Stick with him. I don't think I took it with me. I think we left it at his house. Obviously, we're not together anymore, so... But I adore him. He's great. Oh, you're still friends? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good sign. That's classy. It's always a turnoff in the dating world when someone hates an ex because, as we all know, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is apathy. So if someone's still really angry at an ex, that takes a lot of love and passion Mm -hmm. and energy. Mm -hmm. So... That's cool that it was amicable. At least, I don't know if the breakup was amicable. Uh, It was long distance, ultimately, just like kind of made it challenging. Ah, because this was in Virginia where you went to school? Where I went to college. And so I came back home. What college did you go to? Mary Baldwin. Well, it was Mary Baldwin College. It's now Mary Baldwin University. Gotcha. Where'd you move back to? Where's home? Uh, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. Mm Mm-hmm. You still live in Arkansas? I do. I'm here right now, currently. In your cat haven. Should I say my address? I've been giving out a lot of personal information. I feel like Inappropriate, <laughs> Stephanie. Inappropriate. <laughs> hey, is Michael the one that got away? Uh, I do think about him every so often, like fondly, but... Michael, I'm going to find you on Facebook and share <laughs> this episode with you. Listen hard, Michael. Listen hard. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah, wow. Maybe, you know, just like we talked about how this podcast actually moves games, maybe this will move Michael's heart back in your direction. <laughs> or does, is he married now and has tons of kids? Um, I, we, I'm not super, super in touch with him like that. Much. I don't think he's married. Stephanie, Stephanie, even if that's the case, obstacles, not barriers. Just that's move true. Around and that's don't. true. Yeah. Actually, that is not true. I'm. That is a joke, I think. <laughs> It is a joke, for sure. Yeah, well, you never know. Some people are like, hey, married, I don't give a damn. It's not my responsibility to say no. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. 
that's a little opinion of my own and I'm sticking yeah. to it. The, the real message here, I think, is board games help facilitate love. I think even in general, there's all the different types of love, as we know, yeah, in the American, right. I said American language, in the English language, <laughs> we have the one word love, where in Latin, there's something like seven or five, I don't know the number, like brotherly love, love for a child, mm-hmm. love for a lover, love for a parent, there's all this type of love. I would say in general, board games definitely are advocates of love. And that's why I don't like games where the board game actually advocates hate or anger. Oh, right. But that's, again, yet another one in my opinion. And we all know that opinions are like buttholes. (laughs) So what's everyone's got one? Yeah, and they most often stink. And sometimes they send pictures of them to their friends, Alan (laughs) Gray. Are you insinuating that I've sent you a picture of my butthole? Not your butthole. I'm a happily married man, Stephanie. I am not sending my butthole across. You're right. It was someone else's butthole. <laughs> this episode is all over the place. No, what? So that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Like we have Valentine's Day where we celebrate love. We don't have a day, obviously, that we celebrate a lack of love or hate or anything like that. Right. I almost feel like that's... Why celebrate that? <laughs> you know? November 2nd, when is election day? I feel like that <laughs> is... Every four years, November 2nd is hate day for a lot of people. <laughs> Potentially, but it shouldn't be, right? That should really be uniting a nation where, you know... But anyway. Well, I thought you had a point to make about Valentine's well, Day. Just, so. Well, no, I just... I think that's interesting that you talked about how, like, you prefer games that help facilitate that and bring that together. And I think that our lives are emulated in board games. And so it's it's interesting that there are board games that exist that are that represent hate and things like that. But we don't celebrate that that I'm aware of as like a holiday in any culture that I'm aware of. But I mean, they might. I am blissfully ignorant about a lot of stuff that's not happening around me. I try to be educated, but you know, I can't know everything. That's for sure. Yeah. And specifically board games. Yeah. I can't imagine sitting down with someone say like, hey, man, I fucking hate you. So we're (laughs) going to sit down and play this damn game. Yeah. Do people hate play games together? Like Oh, that Alan. Ooh, and like I'm shaking my fist right now. You can't, you can't see it, but you could feel it and probably. <laughs> Inappropriate, oh, Stephanie. Oh, that Alan. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to play a board game with him. Oh, with my fist. <laughs> uh-uh. I guess people want to win. I think some people get like competitive, so maybe like aggressive competitive. So I have this one friend that I've brought up several times on the show, and she's been criticized as loving to see people lose more than she loves winning. In fact, it's just apropos, the pretentious way of saying appropriate, to bring her up because she contributed at last year's Valentine's episode. Do you I remember? I was going to say, I, uh, yeah, I think I remember the story. Michelle and Mm -hmm. how she was dating and her mom actually told her she needs to lose at games to her dates because it's a turnoff. And she beat the pants off of him. Yeah. And he was cool with it. And that was the turn on. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, And the whole the whole lesson there was the mom actually saying, you got to take the L to get the D. (laughs) Not sure if you remember that. (laughs) Michelle actually sent something in as a contribution this year. So she's upgraded from writing into the show to sending in her audio. Would you like to listen? Yeah, definitely. 
Hi, knaves and knights and Alan and Sean. This is Michelle, the Dame Michelle. For the Valentine's special, here is my board game love story. So every year I go to Gen Con. It is a board game convention in Indianapolis. It's one of the largest ones out there. And there's just so much to see and do. And one of my favorite things to do there is the puzzle hunt. There are around 18 placards that are hidden around the convention center, and you have to find them. And then after finding them, you have to solve the different puzzles on it, and they all tie together in some big way. And it's one of my favorite things just at Gen Con and in the whole world in general, really. Wow. So 2017 was kind of a different year for me. It was my ninth year at Gen Con, but it was different because I was newly single. And one of the things that I used to do with my ex was the puzzle hunt. I got him into it, actually. So this year, I decided, you know, I'm still going to do the puzzle hunt, and I did the first one in the book and I tried to do a couple of the others but my heart just wasn't really in it. I would kind of approach some puzzles and look at them and take a picture of it and say that looks interesting and then kind of walk away. So by the end of the convention I was feeling a little sad because I had only completed two of the puzzles at that point or maybe three but this puzzle hunt is once a year and I love it so much so shouldn't I try to do some more. The way that the system works is after you complete the first puzzle you get an entry into a raffle to win badges for next year. For every three complete after that, you get another entry. So it's like, okay, Michelle, we did three puzzles. Let's get our fourth. And that way we get like our other raffle entry and we can at least go home being like, okay, you know, I did some of the puzzles and, you know, I got my two raffle entries. So it was, I think, three o'clock in the morning on Sunday, the last day of the convention. And I was like, let's go find the one puzzle that we saw earlier. So I'm sitting down and I'm doing it. And my friend and me, Peter, walks along. And Peter's someone who I've known since I think my very first Gen Con. He's someone who, you know, we respect each other, but there's some animosity there when we play where He walks by and he's not alone. He says hi to me and I say hi to him and we start talking and he's with someone else. And the other person's like, oh my God, are you doing the puzzle hunt? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, can I join you? And I was like, okay. So what I thought was just going to be, let's complete one puzzle and, you know, some sort of semblance of victory turned into this all nighter of like this guy and I, we stayed up until eight in the morning together looking at the photos that he had on his phone and I had on my camera. And we ended up finishing every single puzzle in the puzzle hunt, except for one. Ironically, the one in front of us. We weren't able to get that one all the way to the end. And it was one of those things where you just spend all night talking to that special someone and like you have this instant connection. You're just totally open with a strange person who's also kind of cute, you know, and there's some flirting going on. And it was just one of those things where, ah, a reminder, like at Gen Con, like I love Gen Con and I love the puzzle hunt. And I love having these random encounters with strangers who just make your convention experience so much better and remind you of, you know, maybe your life is changing and maybe it's different but like there's some excitement and what's going to come up next and there's like other things to be hopeful for so it helped me fall back in love with the puzzle hunt and fall back in love with Gen Con and I really ended the convention on a high note so that's my love story for Valentine's Day aww and now they're married here's what drives me (laughs) yeah exactly like what's going on Michelle so of course I had to ask her like what's the follow through and she said well we keep in touch but we don't live near each mm-hmm. other i think she's dancing around i think he needs to make her a board game <laughs> Ooh. If, if you know what i mean <laughs> and i think you do oh, roll them <laughs> dice roll and move <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what the follow-through is on that but i'm excited for her it's interesting because the story she told last year involved the person that is now the ex right. that she referred to in this 
story. Yeah, so there's some continuity here. It's like we're playing a role-playing game via the podcast. I can't wait to record 2019 (laughs) Valentine's Day episode and find out what's up with Michelle. (laughs) I heard of the puzzle hunt, but I didn't realize the puzzle hunt. I've looked at the Gen Con guide that you get, and there's the puzzles in there. I didn't realize that they're hidden all over the place. Have you ever taken part or noticed the puzzle hunt? I am way too busy at Gen Con. I have never not worked whenever I've gone to Gen Con. So I just haven't had the time and I don't I don't know that I will ever be able to. Stephanie, just because we didn't hang out in Gen Con, you don't have to keep on lathering this idea that you're always so so busy busy at Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah, it's (laughs) fine. We don't have to hang out at Gen Con, Steph. Jeez. We can hang out at night. I just have a limit. I have a bedtime. I have a limited amount of time. Yeah. Well, I'm usually really busy too. I wasn't even on the floor that much at all this Gen Con because, man, things. Because you're so busy. It's busy, Alan. So busy. That's what everyone said. There goes Alan. He's so busy. In fact, People say, is that a bee? That's a bee flying <laughs> around. No, nope, that's just Alan. Alan. Yeah. He, he's just so busy. <laughs> Which is also... Birds and oh, the bees. bees are sexy? Yeah. Okay. You want your own Listen, button. I'm into bees. Inappropriate, <laughs> Stephanie. Happily married man, did you hear the whole proposal thing? But let me ask you this, Stephanie. Yes, sir. What's going on now? Is there anyone in your love limelight? Is there anyone you have your sights on? Yeah, I might have, I might have a little, I might have a little special someone, you know. Nice. You heard it here, Michael Munton of Virginia. If you're married, forget about her or him. It doesn't matter. I like to say permanently. My dad passed away a couple years ago, but permanently, my dad is my Valentine. Always my daddy. You want to hear the cheesy thing that I always say every year? What? Happy Valentine's Day. Mmm. It's good. Tell it to my wife. Gets her every time. <laughs> it's better than Valentine's Day. It's Allentine's Day. Happy Stephentine's Day. Stephen. <laughs> Stephentine sounds like a Frankenstein monster. Yeah. Like it sounds like a horror story. Horror story. It's pronounced horror story, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the most personal I've ever been on a podcast, by the way. Yeah. Hey, in all sincerity, I do think you're great. And if I'm ever crossing the line going too far, you've always done a great job and make feel safe. So No, you're fine. I appreciate it. Well, how about we just uh, start wrapping this up with one last contribution from listeners. You ready for this? Yes, I'm so ready. I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. Mm -hmm. These, embarrassingly, are students of mine, and they're still currently students. Students commonly creep you on Facebook and whatnot. They know about the podcast, and they want to be knighted. Before you do the clip real quick, you did that... um... YouTube video on psychology and board games, which was really cool. Yeah, I did that with Plat Hat Games. Yeah. I should share that with my psychology class as well. I'm very careful, though, not to mix the Tuesday night games business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with my job at work. Right. Because I just want to avoid that conflict of interest. Sure. It would be interesting for them to see that, I mean, of course, psychology has practical applications, but that it's a thing that people are interested in and that it's not just you teaching to them. Like this is, you know. 
Well, when I'm running a Kickstarter, I definitely offer them extra credit if they back my games. <laughs> That's but besides that, there's no conflict of interest. <laughs> you want to hear some of my students? Yeah, let's listen to these students. This should be good. Uh, okay, they're post-secondary students. I'm not sure if you know what that means, but I'll explain it after this. Hello, Tuesday names and Tuesday nights. You're here with Angelica and... Chris Leon! And today we're going to talk to you guys about a Valentine's Day game called Monster Seeking Monster. Monster is a dating theme party game where players send each other secret messages trying to set up dates. And they find out who is dating who and who betrayed who. Each of the monsters have secret powers and you get up to three messages to send to whomever you'd like to try and get them to date you. Just like when you send regular text messages, you send them to your friends and it each appears on the phone screens or computer screens that you're playing on. So you have up to three unlimited messages, three or four messages with the messages you have to basically get someone to pick you or get someone to not pick someone else. It's very persuasive. Yeah, you have to be persuasive and try to fool them and gain their trust. At the end of every round, the player who's in first place or is winning, they reveal their secret power. So they reveal what monster they are. It's part of Jackbox. Party pack four. It's alive! I was playing with three of my friends, Gertie, Chris Leon, and Logan. And we were trying to date each other. So my power was that I was a mom and I would get a heart every time that my son didn't get on a date. So I would troll people and try to get them all to pick me so that no one would pick him. But no one knew who the mom was. No one knows what my secret is. Or they what, just all think I'm trying is. to they think I'm trying to gain their trust and then I'll pick them. But then I just pick someone who just doesn't want to date my son. Well, when Gerding was the mom, he tricked me and always told me that he was gonna date me, but he didn't and I always picked him and I got rejected <laughs> and I all I lost. Gerding gets double hearts each time his daughter or son doesn't get any dates, so Pretty sure he won that round. Oh, but I think it was like a full moon and I would get a I would get two hearts every time I dated someone. I mm-hmm. it was something like <laughs> I don't know. I remember one time I was a zombie. Friends. And was like, it was so cool because this time basically when I dated one person, they were infected and they would go on and date other people so then eventually everyone was infected because I was a zombie and I won. I hope you enjoyed this. And if I get knighted, I would like to be referred as Lady Jelly. Oh my God. <laughs> and if I get knighted, I'd like to be called Lady Chrissy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and if I get knighted, I would like to be called Lady Lady. Lady Lady. <laughs> well, in order for you to get knighted, Stephanie, you have to send in some audio. But oh, okay. Because you're a guest and you're within the board game industry, you're what we are now calling a Tuesday noble. Oh. So there's knaves, there's knights, and there's nobles. How's it feel being a noble? Yeah, it's good. It feels good. 
I like it. Yeah. That, yeah, that was adorable. I played Monster Seeking Monster, by the way, on my stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash insert straw here. <laughs> Little plug. You pimp. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've, I've streamed this game before Monster Seeking Monster, and I was the one where I needed people to ask me out on dates and then me reject them. So I was like a douchebag, I think is literally the, I think it was the term or something like that. That was the monster? You were the monster douchebag? It was like a douchebag, yeah. Well, there's like the that. blob, yeah. there's the werewolf, there's the vampire, there's the bomb, there's the invisible man. There's a bunch. There's a whole bunch. But anyway, I love Jackbox Party Pack 4. I think it's probably my favorite. I enjoy Monster Seeking Monster, but it can be cruel in a big way. It can be. Yeah. So I'm actually, uh, I respect the kids. I I knew what you meant by the age range. Yeah. Post-secondary, they're in high school. I just want to give a quick shout out. I teach at Inner City Cleveland, and these are kids known as High Tech Academy students, which means that they're from, again, Inner City Cleveland, and they do well enough, they can actually take classes at college instead of high school. I think the term is resilient because they may not be in the best of situations in life, and here they're thriving educationally. Like persevering, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I I really respect that they enjoy a game that involves, because there are some development levels, right, of kids and rejection is one of those, like, uncomfortable, awkward, mean, can lash out, aggressive, like, can cause a lot of issues when you're playing games. And so I respect that kids of that age, but that, of course, doesn't mean that they're of that developmental age. They could just be much more mature than that. Right, right. I mean, we're not talking about 10-year-olds. We're talking about 17, 18-year-olds. But still, it's adolescence. That's the kind of awkward part where rejection is hard, though, I feel like. Absolutely. I respect them that they're like, this is a game, and this is cool, and this is fun, and we can play this game, and I can lose, and I can win, and we're still cool. Shamelessly, outside of the classroom, especially if it's in my office, we will play all sorts of games. Keep talking and no one explodes is a really good one, Mm -hmm. but we play a lot of board games, too, so... (laughs) That's where we get a lot of our Jackbox time in. Anyway, Stephanie. Yes, sir. As a noble, do -hmm. you think that Michelle, Jelly, and Chrissy have earned knighthood? Oh, absolutely. All right. Approach ye knaves and take a knee. We at the Tuesday nights of the gaming table applaud thee. We thank you for your nightly contribution to this humble podcast. So please allow us to dub thee no longer knaves, no knights. Rise, Dame Michelle, as a knight of the Tuesday gaming table. And you, Lady Jelly, please rise. Hey, Knight of the Tuesday Gaming Table, and finally, but not least, Lady Chrissy, rise! Now, a Knight of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Yay! Do you clap? Is that a, like an applause? I'm clapping. Or? Yeah, although okay. in audio, it sounds really. It bad. does. Yeah. We're in our. I'm so happy that you're knights! See, I just would have been like, yo, you're knights. Yeah, hey, you're knights now. Congrats. It's effective.
Cool. Anything else you want to cover before we end this episode? No, I don't think so. I just want to say like, I'm happy to, if anyone's looking for development work for board games, rules, look over, play testing, whatever. Definitely hit me up. Let me know. And if they want to hit you up, Stephanie, for your rules lawyering, I believe you're talking about trying to pimp yourself as a copy editor for rule books. And development, really anything involved in the board game development process. How do they hit you up? Uh, on Twitter at insert straw here. <laughs> I do have to admit, am I wrong in thinking that that's suggestive? You know, insert straw here. My last name is Straw Hobby. I uh, it was Hobby. a joke in college. Someone was drinking a Capri Sun, and they're like, insert straw here. They're like, insert you here. LOL. A Capri Sun, like the insert straw here part was the background of my desktop and my laptops. So I don't know. So we just always joked about gotcha. it. Gotcha. And I had to pick a Twitter handle and like everything was taken. And I just thought insert straw here. And I'm such adult. Like I didn't know. I'm so ignorant to innuendo a lot of times. And I just did not even think about how that could be taken inappropriately. Let's innuendo this episode. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, I'm Alan Girding. You can find me on the tweets and the Facebook at Alan Girding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. Better yet, please tweet the podcast at PlayTKG. Or the best thing you do is send in your comments, questions, concerns. Please, please, please. We love it. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Hey, you know what would be neat too? You know how people are often like, what podcast should I listen to on Twitter or Facebook or whatever? Maybe if you enjoy this podcast, maybe don't forget to mention this one. Yeah, mention us on Twitter. Yeah, please. We want more listeners <laughs> like you. And I think with that being said, this episode is... Finished. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Please join us next week for episode 119, where we're joined by the hilarious game designer Stephen Avery, and he's going to tell us all about his game that is currently on Kickstarter, Loot and Shoot. It's the game with rubber band guns. (laughs) I can't wait!